Hey everybody, it's California Kitchens. Welcome back to my Gemini life. I am actually at home right now and it's dark out and I already finished eating dinner and there might be some sounds out here like my washing machine or my dryer and I apologize to you in advance for that but I just came up with something that I wanted to talk to you about and I'm going to entitle this um, podcast as um, things to do in the winter, right? Because it's November 26th and it gets dark at, it's not a dark 30, it's more like 4.20 in the evening. It's ridiculous. I hate this time of year. I, I have had seasonal affective disorder. Hold on. I'm also drinking wine. Hang on. In case you're wondering, that's Mirasu Pinot Noir. Love it. Anyway. So I have had seasonal affective disorder since I was a teenager, like very, very young, maybe even before I was a teenager and understood what it was. So what seasonal affective disorder is, for people like me, um, the darkness fucks up your circadian rhythm, basically. When it gets dark, all I want to do is lay down and sleep. And you may think, oh, yeah, like 90% of the population is that way, but seasonal affective disorder is much more than that because it leads to depression almost on the verge of clinical depression like you don't want to get out of bed you wake up very late in the day and you might not even eat anything and within an hour or an hour and a half you just want to lay down and sleep more and you know you're not a bear you're not really intended to hibernate all winter long so I've struggled with this my entire life And it's actually a little bit more um, easy to deal with now since I'm not working because there are so many other things I can do. Like if it's been cloudy, which oftentimes in the winter it's like that or in the fall, like you just have a lot of dreary days and it's raining. Like I could never live in London or I think Seattle, Washington or Oregon, there's like a lot of cloudy days and rain. I, I, no disrespect to people, you know, who are suicidal or whatever. I've actually felt suicidal before in my lifetime. I wouldn't make it. There's like no fucking way I would make it. I, 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 it's just incomprehensible if you don't understand how this works or, or can't empathize with people who under, who, who suffer with this. It's impossible to, to empathize with them. I mean, you just need sun. Like it gets to the extent that, I can actually feel it when the sun comes out. I feel like a wave that starts at my feet and it just rushes up my body and it's the sun. And I have to open my front door and sit there in the sunlight. It's a real thing. And it's very difficult to function um, without some sunlight, without good weather. Um, That's why one of my main priorities is since I'm not working and, and the universe has decided this is this is what's before me, I'm going to try to move to Florida. I, it's like I'm not going to try to move to Florida. This is my, my main focus now. So I'm laying everything out and putting everything into place so that I can move to Florida and get out of this environment that I'm in. I'm not saying it doesn't get cloudy in Florida. It does, but at least it's warmer. And you can at least go outside in the evening and it's still like 70 degrees and you could go for a dip in the pool and and – I just, I'm a summer baby. I just do not function well in a northern climate. I didn't, I didn't even function well in a northern climate as a child. I was born in June and 
Any of the pictures that you see of me as a little girl, I look like I could fucking be in a horror movie because like I have such a sad disposition on my face. It's like who fucking died? And it's like no one died. It's just like something died inside me. <laughs> you know, I was like, I need the sun. I cannot function when the weather is fucked up like this. So anyway, this video is going to be about things to do in the winter or things to do in the fall or things to do when it gets dark out and whatever to try to keep your mind occupied and to bring you some level of joy. Okay, so we're going to start with technology because it's a thing, right? Like we have technology at our fingertips. Um, one of my all-time favorite movies, which I, 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 I can't tell you how many times I've watched it, is Pride and Prejudice, and it's the version with Kiera Knightley. And maybe you don't like Kiera Knightley, I don't know. Um, but it's just, I just love that movie. I will watch that every night when I do my treadmill. Because when they get to the point where they're at the ball, before Darcy and his entourage walk in, that rhythm, that's like the pace at which I walk on my treadmill. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you get the idea. Put on a movie that aligns with your spirit. You know, maybe yours is The Sound of Music. Maybe yours is Ferris Bueller's fucking day off. Maybe it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, or Telly fucking Tubbies. I don't know what it is, but you have a movie that aligns with your spirit. No one needs to know if you watch it every day in the winter. If it brings you joy or if it lightens your mood, you need to fucking watch that. We are spiritual beings in a material world. Our physical bodies are something that we have to deal with. But it's our mind, not even our mind, it's our consciousness that needs to be fed. So feed your consciousness. Don't fuck around with the thoughts that come in that are negative because that's what's going to happen this time of year. You know, my biggest thing is like, it's cold today. We were so fortunate. It was like in the sixties here on November 26. Very unusual, probably not a record, but very unusual. And the, the thoughts that come into your brain are the negative ones. They're the ones that have the most impact on you and they want to put you in a freaking bad mood. They really, really do. They want to overtake your psyche. And if you let them, they will. Because they're really easy to converse with. You know, oh, you know, I, um, I wish I had more money or I hate my job or uh, I wish that guy down the road didn't have such a loud car or I should have never gotten rid of my motorcycle or, oh, I'm so fat or I wish I had straight hair or I wish I had curly hair or how come my eyesight is failing or fill in the fucking blank because like you could go on with this, right? <clears throat> so watch something that, that lifts you up. Take a shower. You know, it's very easy when the weather gets nasty. Like, like I was saying, it's six, it was 62 degrees today. It was fabulous. I don't like the cold when it gets to be 40 degrees outside. My heat pump struggles at my house. So I might have it on. I'd like to keep my temperature on 68 in the house. But when it's in the 40s outside or it dips down into the 30s, my house feels damp. I cannot get warm. I'm, in a, I'm wrapped up in a blanket. I got my feet like in, a, in socks. I don't want to get out from under the blanket. I don't want to go into the kitchen and do the dishes. I'm too fucking cold. There's like a draft. 
it's an issue for me. Um, so, you know, find things to do to take your mind off, off of that. Turn up the heat if you have to. I know it's expensive. Get yourself a little space heater. Put that in front of you. You'll feel better if you're warm. That freaking temperature is a huge issue. Okay, YouTube videos. I found this guy online, which, of course, I'm very interested in. Um, I don't know whether you'd call it metaphysical or, or quantum issues, quantum theory, um, astrology, elevating your consciousness. I found this new guy, Joe Dispenza. And then there's another guy I watch called, on Everyday Masters called Case. Oh, crap. forgot his last name. But his website is Everyday Masters, and he doesn't upload quite as frequently as other YouTubers that you'll find, but <sighs> what you're going to learn about by watching, so, so, so like feed your brain, right? Learn something, feed your intelligence, uh, work on your emotional intelligence, work on your reason for being on the planet. If you're, if you're in the grind, that's going to be hard for you to do because eight to five or nine to five or nine to six or 10 to three or Whatever the hell your schedule is, what do they have you doing? You're, they own you, right? They own your time. The most valuable, aside from your health, the most valuable possession that you have is your concept of time, which we know is not linear. There is no beginning or no end. It's just all the experience of everything that's happening right now in the present moment. If you're doing an eight to five, this, I know, is the farthest thing from your fucking mind. You just know where you have to be from eight to five. And maybe you'll get an hour lunch. Maybe you'll get a couple of breaks in the day. Maybe. What are you going to do? You're going to pick up your phone and check your emails or, or whatever the fuck you're going to do. Your time is not your own. And your time should be your own. Anyway, I digress as I often do. So case... Um, from Everyday Masters, Joe Dispenza. This might sound kind of woo-woo to you or we really freaking out there. But what you have to understand is this plane where we have our human existence on this planet, in this dimension, is strictly based on vibrations and frequencies. I know that you understand that your body is mostly water. So you should be drinking a lot of water today, every day. Drink drink like at least three bottles of water. I don't know if you need to drink a gallon. If you have time to fucking drink a gallon or if you have like some muscle-bound personal trainer with a timer coming in and saying, okay, it is time to drink your water now. That's fabulous. But if not, try, try to get a few bottles in. I don't do this. Like, there are some days that I'm lucky if I get a bottle of water. And you know what I drank today? I had a cup of fucking coffee. I had about a half a bottle of water. And I'm about to have my third glass of wine. <laughs> Mind you, this is not a typical day. I did some day drinking today. I, I also just got done eating dinner and it's like 545. So I had some a little bit of cheese and crackers just to take the edge off around, uh, excuse me, 1.30 or 2 o'clock. But uh, you need you need much less food than you think you do, by the way. Anyways, 
again, I digress. Drink some water. That's not, I'm not going to uh, say that that will elevate your mood, but you need the water. And we know that crystals, ice, ice crystals, um, respond and water molecules respond to energy. Water, res- water molecules that have been exposed to beautiful classical music and, and ice crystals that respond to beautiful classical music take on this beautiful attribute. They, they look gorgeous. Whereas water molecules and ice molecules that have been exposed to like metal, gothic heavy metal or death, death metal music um, or just arguments or, or yelling or negative words are all scrambled up. They don't look right. They, they, they're disturbing. Um, it's because of the frequency. It's because of the energy. Uh, it's because of the vibration upon which they is, is placed upon them. And our bodies are no different. Our bodies are no different. It, you know, it's taken me my entire life to understand and learn this. So if you're in your 20s and you're learning it now, you are so far ahead of the fucking game. Thank you for changing the world because you are the ones that will be changing the world. Think about this. You might not believe it now. Let's hypothesize that it really is true, that everything is based on these energies that people are giving out and their thoughts and their positive vibrations. If everyone synced up and started thinking more positive thoughts and and embraced love and harmony, how long would it take before the frequency on the planet changed. Um, that's, that's why I think a lot of this whole concept of veganism and not eating animals um, and climate change and how it can uh, um, ending animal consumption can change climate change because or improve climate change is because of the death and the horror and the negativity associated with the killing of these and the slaughter of these animals that I offer to you are able to communicate among themselves. We just don't speak their language because we think we're a different species, right? Yeah. And if you're a Christian and you've read the Bible, which I hope you have, if you claim to be a Christian, you understand that, God made the animals and Adam became the steward over these animals, which meant he was responsible for them. He was responsible for naming them, etc. And, um, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole dynamic of um, what the Bible says you should and should not be eating. Um, on a big celebration, they, ki- they killed the fatted calf. They didn't kill the fatted calf for four square meal, three or four square meals a day. <laughs> Didn't work that way. Um, and Adam and Eve, if you believe in Christianity and the Christian philosophy, they were born in a garden, right? The Garden of Eden. They weren't born in the fucking frozen section or the meat section of the grocery store. 
It was a garden where there were plants, you know, fruit, etc. Okay, let your brain process that. Do with that what you will. Anyway, so we're putting this stuff in our body to either raise or lower our vibration, to either create joy and health or suffering and disease. Think about that for a while, too. Because whether or not you choose to believe it, that's the reality of how things really work. Not, not what's being shown to you on television programs, how they're being programmed. I read an interesting article the other day on the top, um, I think, was it 50 or 20 landowners in the United States. I would encourage you to check that out online yourself. And I would also encourage you to check out what all the property is being used for. Okay? Because in the United States, which has an incredibly huge, it's an incredibly huge land land mass, is it not? I think you'll all agree to that. There's only like a very small portion of people that own the majority of the property in the United States. Most of them are using it for cattle farming. And what do cows eat? Grass and hay. And then that's where they get their protein, the grass and hay. And then you eat the cow to get the protein that they got from the grass and hay. The byproduct of that is the animal suffering, which is atrocious. Like, and they need to study more, the people who are actually involved in working in the slaughterhouses. And, and I'm sure, you know, in some parts of the country, you don't really get to pick and choose too much about what job you have. You know, if you, if you like, for example, if you live on the eastern shore of the Mid-Atlantic, um, the poultry processing is a huge industry. If you don't have a college education, and I, I say, I mean this with no disrespect to anyone, I'm just saying the fact of the matter, it's likely you're working in a poultry processing plant and you're dealing with death and suffering every fucking day of your life. Are you going to walk out of there being a joyous person? Person? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you had your hands on thousands of dead chickens all day. And the blood and, you know, if you're an eviscerator and, and gutting them and stuff, that's not happy. Not only that, what else is going on? you got to be checked for tuberculosis because they're loaded with disease. The skin, the air you're breathing because of the blood that's coming out of them. It's not, it's really not natural. It's not natural. You know, a, a mother cow will stand there and cry for weeks because her baby has been taken away for veal or so that she can just be impregnated again to produce more milk. It's very sad. Please educate yourself. Anyway, these are very low vibrational, low frequency existences, okay? The human brain, the human body has the potential for so much more, right? So much more. And I, I know I'm digressing because this is supposed to be about fucking things to do to keep you occupied in the winter. But, you know, when, when, when you watch Case from Everyday Masters or Joe Dispenza, you will learn about your own power. Turn off your TV. Stop watching these programs. I have television. 
I I watch mostly Netflix or YouTube because I'm choosing the programs that I I I I would like to watch that are going to elevate me that are going to align with my intellect, not just dumb me down. Um, I don't usually watch mainstream television. I can't stand the advertisements. It really grates on my nerves. The advertisements do. So I'm sorry I went off on this whole vegan thing. I'm actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not completely vegan. I do eat fish. I'm more pescatarian. I do eat some dairy. Where there will be less sound than you ever fucking need to hear Aside from like to try to lift your spirits, um, watching your favorite movie is if you can get to a pool. Um, I'm I'm a member at the Y, so there are sometimes you just have to insert your entire body into another environment. So being submerged in water, maybe you have a nice um, a nice bathtub in one of your bathrooms at your home, or you have a a um, a soapy tub they call it. You know, I'm amazed at how many people I know that have these beautiful, you know, jacuzzi tubs in their bathrooms or garden tubs or sofa tubs or whatever they call them. They never use them. You know, they never use them. Why don't you? nothing that will help you sleep better um so take a swim if you if you have a, a local gym that has a pool i would encourage you to join that take a swim if it's summertime get in the water obviously we're not talking about summertime activities so things that you can do yeah force yourself to do it if you've been depressed for a couple of days force yourself to go in and take that bath force yourself to go in and take a hot shower and shampoo your hair or take a cool shower if that's what you need to snap yourself out of it you need a change of venue you know go get a haircut if you can afford it go walk the mall get get at force yourself because i understand how difficult it is you have to make a conscious decision you have to fight your mind and fight the negative thoughts and just say you know what today i'm going to do this different because the thing that we do every single day becomes our habit becomes our person becomes our reality becomes our personality you see what i did there i didn't make that up person reality everything you do every day as a person everything that's part of your reality becomes your personality 
So if you continue to do the same thing day in, day out, that's what you're going to become. If the things that you're doing day in and day out are of a negative nature, you're going to be a negative fucking person. Or you can't get out of bed, you're going to be a fucking depressed person. You have the capability. Your body doesn't want to stay in this situation. Your consciousness doesn't want to stay in your situation. It's your mind that does when you wake up and you have those thoughts that take you back to the negative things. I don't know why you have these thoughts. I don't claim to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a biologist or a physiologist. I'm just telling you from what I've learned in my experience and what I've I've come to understand, which really aligns with my beliefs now, is that this is how things work. And you have to fucking psych yourself out sometimes to change your habits. Um, Habits take a while, like maybe six weeks. You got to stick with it. You have to feel that you are worth it. You have to try to go back and think, when was the time that I felt the best in my life? Maybe you've never felt that way, but you can still do that. You know, if you watch on YouTube, like there are people that are 300, 500 pounds. If it's losing weight, you want to do. You can look on the internet and you can see something triggered in these people and they just decided, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not satisfied with this. I'm going to try. I'm going to go every day. I'm going to do a little something. I'm going to make, make a little bit of effort and I'm going to change my life. And people are doing this and you can do it too. I know winter is hard. I suffer, so I understand. So I'm just trying to share with you what I've learned across my journey and and what I've arrived at. And it's taken me fucking years to arrive here. So I'm trying. I'm doing this because I I love you and I want to help you. And this is something that they should be teaching in school to youngsters, because at some point in your life you arrive here. All right, you can read a book. Don't read Poe. <laughs> I love Edgar Allan Poe. I've read all of his works. It can really fucking depress you. Also, 1984 um, will also fucking depress you. <laughs> so, you know, and this is something that I'm interested in. I want to find out, like, I love Jane Austen. I love Charlotte Bronte, um, Jane Eyre. I love that story. So... What I'm interested in knowing is what did people of that time read, right? Cervantes. I I don't know what they were reading, but that's the next thing I want to know just to understand more because I will also offer here that there's nothing new under the sun, right? Everything that's happening now has already happened in the past. You don't have to believe it, but time isn't linear. Everything that exists now has always existed, just it looks a little different. It's been in another dimension, right? We're limited as humans into what type of experiences we can have. Unless we're creating, unless we're elevating our consciousness, which, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can count on one hand how many people you know that are really famous that are making a difference in the world, right? Jeff Bezos, with the commerce, the model for commerce, with online buying, um, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, um, the concept of the internet and uh, Zuckerberg connecting everyone in the world through technology. Um, um, 
Richard Branson with music industry and everything that he's doing, space travel. Bezos is even in space travel now. Um, oh, what the fuck is his name? I, I was just thinking about him. See, the wine is kicking in. So Tesla. Um, oh, Elon Musk, right, with the space travel and and the technology. So, so what is he happening? What what is happening? What are they creating? Everything that we read about in the future, they're actually creating it, right? But how many of them are there? Count on your fingers if you know them. Like, do you know ten or fifteen of these of these people that are moving moving humanity forward? Out of how many billions of people on the planet? <laughs> You have just as much capability as they do. You know what the difference is? They wake up in the morning and they have an idea and they just go fucking do it. They're not like, oh, you know, I feel sorry for myself. I can't do this. You know, Elon fucking Musk, Musk, he's like sleeping on the floor in his factory because he wants to get this done. And I'm not saying bust your ass over something. I'm just saying realize like awaken your mind and turn off the thoughts that keep you repressed. You're repressing yourself, right? And it's a daily struggle. I get it. So watch a favorite movie, read a favorite book, read something uplifting, educate yourself. You don't have to go to school or pay tuition or whatever to educate yourself if you have the internet. There's so much on TV, on YouTube, on the internet, on Google that you can teach yourself about. Do you want to learn how to fix your car? Google it. Do you want to learn how to fix your toilet? Google it. Do you want to learn how to be a smarter person? Google it. Watch Watch some TEDx talks. Learn about people who have overcome incredible adversity, right? There's so much out there uh, if, you, if you really want to change. Maybe you don't want to change. Maybe you don't care. Why are you listening to my podcast? I don't know. And the only reason I do this is because it's a creative outlet for me. And it's, it's things that I feel like I need to say. And it's part of what makes me a human is that I want to share and help heal people and give you the information that I wish I knew. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm just giving you some tips. Okay, what else? Like knitting. You know, I'm sorry. Knitting is very therapeutic. It's not hard to learn how to knit. It's not expensive to knit. And it's ridiculous if you've knitted something and you give it to someone, how they will respond. Because it's a handmade gift And people recognize how many hours you put into it. And for you, for knitting, if it's just a mindless activity you're doing, like just say something simple like a scarf. Actually, I got two scarves going right now. I made a couple of hats last year. I got a couple of scarves going. It's a mindless activity. You're just sitting here and it's just like your hands are just going while you're watching a program or whatever. And then before you know it, in a couple of weeks, you have a scarf knit. And you wrap it up in tissue paper and you hand it to someone, someone you love, or you donate it to someone, or you hand it to a homeless person on the street. And that simple act of kindness and sharing of your time and gift is invaluable to someone. 
Like you will never know. You may never know what that one act of kindness did for someone. So in your depressive state, you can still create something beautiful for someone. Go for a walk. Many times it's just a change of venue that you need to get out of your head. And I think most of depression and most of this winter doldrums or whatever just comes out of being in a stagnant environment. Now, I know if you're in Minnesota and it, it, I mean, here where I live, it's November 26. It was 62 degrees today. I'm sure in Minnesota, it probably wasn't. I haven't checked the weather. But if you're in an environment that's really cold, it might be like, fuck, I can't go outside. My nose will freeze in 10 seconds because it's sub-zero. If you don't live in an environment like that, of course, if you do, you could get on your treadmill inside and put on um, the, the YouTube and just find like a drone video of the Caribbean and just watch that and take yourself. Because you know what? What you talk to your mind about and... Like your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what you're experiencing. It really doesn't. You can learn that on YouTube, right? Google that. Um, the brain knows no difference. Like I can do an experiment with you right now if, if you want to indulge me. If you just close your eyes for a moment. And imagine what I'm about to do. Because I've been to the store And I have a beautiful, perfect lemon. And it has no flaws. And I put it on my kitchen counter, on the cutting table, and I get my butcher knife out. And I slice that lemon in half. And the smell of that citrus, that lemon coming up, that that scent hits my nose and I breathe it in. And suddenly I feel it on my taste buds, right? That beautiful lemon. I'm going to use it in my iced tea, but for right now I'm just cutting it. And then I slice off another piece of the lemon and I decide to put it in my mouth. So put that piece of lemon in your mouth and chew down on it and start chewing and chewing on that lemon. Wait a second now. What's happening to you? Are you tasting that lemon? Are you starting to salivate? Because like that lemon is the sour and bitter and it's your, your reaction to this is actually now starting. You can smell that lemon and taste it, but you don't have a fucking lemon in your hand. Your brain did that. Your mind did that. And it didn't really even exist in reality, right? That's how your brain works. It does know, does not know the difference between what you're telling it, and what's actually happening. That's the power that you have. That's how you're going to conquer the rest of your life by adapting yourself to that realization. It's, it is, and all these things you hear, it's mind over matter, right? Things aren't always what you think they are, right? Like there's like a fucking million phrases that once you start to learn how you actually work your body, how in control you are of your mind and the power you have, all of these different little phrases that are out there start to resonate. It's like, oh yeah, now I know why they said that. And some of these phrases have been around for fucking ever. 
Lots of people have known this. Somewhere it's gotten lost in translation, hasn't it? So embrace that. Raise your consciousness. Live a better life. It's hard. I struggle with that. I, you know, I'm by no means meaning uh, living my best life, but I have learned so much this year. Um, not being at my job has changed my life for the better. I got to tell you, I will never, ever go back to that kind of existence or that level of consciousness ever. And I mean, you need to love your job. You need to enjoy what you're doing. I thought I was. I was helping people. But it was also very draining and it took a lot of my energy away from me. And I was doing what I knew I was good at, not what I wanted to do. And think back about when you were a little kid, what you what you wanted to do, right? What did you want to be? Not what you wanted to do, what you wanted to be when you grew up. Did you want to be a fireman or a garbage man or a doctor or um, a landscaper? Or what did you want to do? I wanted to, I remember always wanting to be a teacher. Now I was good at other things. And that's what I became, That that that's what turned out to be my vocation, the things that I was good at. You know, I was good at customer service. I was good at human relations. I was good at helping people solve their problems in their head. I was good at being compassionate. I was good at following the rules and regulations. I was good at understanding technology and manipulating it. I was good at those types of things, but that's not what I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be a teacher. And you know why I didn't go to school to become a teacher? Because I didn't think they made enough money. So I did something where I made more money. And there was an aspect of education to it. But I want to teach. I want I want to teach people what I know, what I've learned. Because they're universal truths that everyone should know. And the people who aren't willing to share it, I say shame on them. But once you know and once you've learned and once you understand, I feel it's incumbent upon me to share it with everyone. So, yeah, things to do in the winter. I think this is this podcast has taken off a, on a totally different tangent. I don't, I don't even know what I would name it. But it's just typical of my thought process, right? It's just like I, you know, I'm, I'm not a flavor everyone can digest. But anyway, I hope that you're not suffering from seasonal affective disorder the way I do. Um, I, I've always been of the, the thing that I give my, myself three days and then I'm like, I'm going to put my big girl panties on and move forward. I allow myself three days to be depressed and then that's it. Um, and somehow that works for me. But if I have that much power to do it three days, why can't I do it three minutes or three seconds? You know, once the, once that thought comes into my brain or even headed off before the thought comes, you know, and I do this, I look at the weather because I want to see if it's sunny or not. I do this every day. Is it going to be sunny tomorrow? And I'm, I'm being, I'm setting myself up to, to be predisposed to my mood for tomorrow based on what the weather's going to do, which is fucked up, which I need to, to change. But I recognize that that's what I'm doing. And we all do this in a different way, right? Anyway, you guys, I hope some of this was helpful to you or some of this has ho- ho- opened your mind to some things. 
Uh, if you really want to expand your brain, I would encourage you to watch Joe Dispenza on YouTube. Um, I'm hoping at some point I can get to one of his seminars. It doesn't look like he's touring right right now. Ooh, excuse me. Or if that it's even something I could afford at this point, but at some point I will. Um, it will work out that I'll be able to go to one of his seminars. Um, or watch Case with Everyday Masters. And just understand a little bit more about your own personal power and your frequencies and... Um, we're all electrical, right? Our if, if our heart stops, they're gonna they're gonna shoot an electrical pulse through our body to start it up again. So if you think you're not attached to this field that controls everything, not only on our planet but in the universe, you're sorely mistaken. You have much more power than you think you do, and some people have more power than others, and you feel it when you're around them, and you know. And um, a lot of people are coming into this. And I think this is what people are talking about is like, as far as, far as being awoke, woke or awakening or whatever, this is what's happening. And it, it's just part of the evolutionary um, trajectory of the planet right now. I don't know what the future holds in terms of the universe or where what's happening if maybe maybe we're all getting ready to be sucked into a huge black hole and i don't know what's on the other side but maybe it's another dimension where we need to be elevated in order to survive there i don't know that sounds very woo woo you know some people put diapers on their dog that seems kind of fucking woo woo to me you know what i mean so to each his own <laughs> i'm just saying this is my message this is my story this is what i want to teach you this is my Gemini life. So thanks for tuning in. I know it's like 43 or 44 minutes. <clears throat> thanks for hanging in. I hope you uh, got something out of this or enjoyed it. Please share if you did. And I love you all. I hope everything is going great, whatever you're doing. Peace out. Ciao.